Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a podcast designed to discuss Grand Arena and Territory Wars. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Solo. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Happy that Monday is over. That's true. It's almost over for me. (laughs) We're in different time zones. Yes, I've officially crossed into Tuesday. Now, since it is Tuesday, we've had a full week of, I guess you could call it, news or at least action on the outside of the game. Kind of had a Malik screw-up where everybody is either getting shard shop currency or uh, getting Malik shards taken away from them. We've had... A new game in Enter the Ring. So, Zareth, how do you feel about the events of the past week? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm frustrated a little bit, to be honest. Uh, like, you know, CG wasn't great to make that mistake with Malak. It got a lot of people's hopes up, and I can understand why people would be frustrated by it. By it. Um, I also think that people are being a little bit more dramatic than they really need to be. Frankly, um, you know, you see, you see these people quitting in droves because CG can't be generous about, you know, generous enough to give 150 of the most coveted, second most coveted shard in the game away to players for free, completely undermining their uh, like premium currency, or you know, whatever their G, uh, the G E T one currency is. I don't know. People, people are reacting poorly on all ends, um, and it frustrates me. How how do you feel about it? Um, you know, uh, when it first happened, I sat there and just kind of laughed at it and took advantage of some shard shop currency, thinking, "Oh, this is a mistake, and they'll never be able to take this shard shop currency back from me." Um, and I thought it was just that a simple mistake and thought nothing of it and then i saw all the posts and i you know i think part of the problem is kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy that you see where people are looking for cg to be evil and so everything they do then becomes evil and now it's led to people saying oh this game is dying because we can't farm malik anymore when, you know, every forum post said, hey, we're taking it down for one day and he'll be back tomorrow. Um, so I, I think it's a problem of just kind of people are frustrated, but at the same time, they're letting other people's frustrations build into their frustrations and kind of seeing more about it than is actually going on. Sure, it's it's kind of that echo chamber mentality a little right. bit. Um, what would be interesting to see is, you know, the forum community and the Reddit community and even the YouTube community is all very small compared to the overall player base. So you see a lot of I'm quitting posts on, say, Reddit or uh, the like. And actually, I do know people have quit the game from some of the bigger guilds, but I wonder how much overall health 
the people that don't go on Reddit or don't even know what Reddit is or have never actually visited the forums, I wonder what the overall health of the game is. Hmm. Yeah, I would really be curious to know that myself. Because, you know, to hear a lot of uh, different people on different mediums speaking about it, you know, uh, people are saying that it's dead. It's, you know, not like that the whole diabolical plan of CG is to, you know, just run this game into the ground until, you know, and there, there's suddenly this phantom game that they've been working on that that no one knows what it is but they've been working on a new game and they're just waiting for that game to be ready and then they're just going to kill this this game because you know that totally makes sense like let's let's start a new game that we have no idea how people will receive it you know even if right. we're pretty confident like are they really going to are they really confident enough in this new game if it even exists that they're going to kill something that makes millions of dollars every month in favor of it right like why would they intentionally sink a game that's making five to eight million dollars a month that's you know the question um i think realistically like this malik event people have been saying for years that they don't have enough testing in-house that's clearly what this was um so i'd love to see more testing other than that, I just think it's basically they're kind of trying to rush stuff out. Um, and that's where it kind of leads us. Sure. Well, and I can understand people's frustration, like in general at CG. Like, I, I feel a lot of the same. I mean, yeah. you know, the lack of content is something that needs to be looked at. Um, oh, I'm so happy for the lack of content. <laughs> I already spend what? Probably 20 minutes a day climbing in arena. Another 15 minutes a day climbing in fleet arena. We have territory battles coming up starting tomorrow. That's going to take me 30 to 40 minutes every 36 hours to do the missions. We have territory war or grand arena that takes me another 20 minutes to go through all my battles. That's, you know, you add that up and it's an hour and a half every day. And now people want a new raid or more content. I just don't have time for anything new. I, I want, I read about a new raid coming up and I was genuinely depressed because I don't have time. Like when the Sith raid first came out and to do well in it, you had to spend two hours I don't have time to do two hours on top of the Geonosian TB, on top of Grand Arena, on top of Arena, on top of Fleet Arena. Like, give me a sandbox mode that I can play in when I have an extra 20 minutes. Other than that, I can't do more content that I can't just, you know, hit auto on like I am on the Sith right now. Well, sure. I, and I get that. Uh I don't necessarily want to spend a ton more time in the game, I guess, you know, and I, I feel like what a lot of people are asking for, you know, things that I would like, I would like, like you said, a sandbox mode where you could just kind of test things, um, you know, or if we did get a new raid, if we can, you know, replace the old raids, like if, if we don't have to run the other raids, um, I, I don't really enjoy raids that much in the first place, to be honest. Um, 
I'd be interested a little bit in like a personal raid that I could just hit auto and, you know, walk away from. I like, I like <laughs> the way, I like the way it is in AFK right. arena, actually, you know, you have to fight that guy with unlimited life and you can get to certain tiers and you get rewarded yeah. for getting to the next tier of health. Um, you know, and it gets progressively more difficult, but there's also a time limit on it. It's, there's a minute and a half that you can spend, you know, and you can auto that. So, yeah, I, I don't want more time to have to be invested in this game because, quite frankly, I don't have more time. So, <laughs> I want to be able to play the game when I have time, but not, you know, the CG kind of way is to force you to play at certain times. And it's not just this game, it's many, many different games that have played over time. And that's kind of like the worst thing that can happen for that's me. That's fair. So, the very worst thing. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get in the that. game. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, we're gonna get the light side territory battle pretty soon, and um, and then we'll just see. We'll get some new characters, though. I'm excited for that. That's always my favorite part of this game is when we get new characters. Agreed. Yeah, because uh, we, well, we know we have Arc Trooper coming in, and I'm at least guessing, and I, I know other people are as well, that uh, Arc Trooper might be the, you know, territory battle character, kind of like the Captain Han or the uh, Brood Alpha that you need for the special missions. So I'd love to see him come in soon. Oh yeah, me too. And that'll be soon, I think. Um, one interesting thing I think is like they already have all of their Clone War stuff like done. Maybe they don't have the territory battle completely finished, but they have all the characters developed. They made a comment a while ago about how the Clone War or how, how the character focus right now for them, the things that they're working on are all from the new movie. Right. Yeah. Well, because they, they've said that a new character takes, what, three to four months, roughly, from start to finish. So it would make sense that they finished their new characters already and are kind of on that new movie co that's coming out at the end of December to have their characters ready. I'm just wondering when they actually release the characters for that. Like, do they wait until January after, you know, two to three weeks have gone by and people have seen the movie? Do we get a new character released on or around the release date? Because it... Well, what, did, what happened last time? Uh, I think we got Jedi Training Ray right before the movie was released. And Kylo Ren, right? I don't remember. I know BB-8 was in September. Oh, yeah. And then the second time he came around, we also had Jedi Training Ray. All right? You know, like the... The week after, right. or the same week, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and that was December when the movie was released. Yeah, so we got we got those two, and then after the movie was released, all we got were um, we got Holdo and Rose, which everyone has declined to farm at this point, and uh, we also got what Special Forces Tie Fighter Pilot. Everyone calls him Al Alphabet Soup because his acronym's longer than most names, and. Um, and his TIE Fighter. And that was it. I think that's all we got from the new movie. Uh, 
Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get more than that this time. I mean, I was disappointed. Agreed. I wanted to get Mary Poppins, uh, Leia, and, and I wanted to get uh, Jedi, uh, like Grandmaster Luke Skywalker. I, yeah, yeah there, there was a lot of there was a lot of character potential that I thought was missed. Um, and hopefully we get a totally new faction with the Knights of Ren. That should be really interesting, too. I would love that. I hope they're not Ren, like yeah. super lame in the movie. You're like, oh, I don't want to play with those guys. <laughs> well, I feel like they've been hyped up so much since the first movie. Yeah, well, um, it's like, where have they been? You know, <laughs> if they're so important. You know, Kylo right. Ren, you're the leader of the Knights of Ren, who are <laughs> not going to be in either of the first two movies. It's pretty random. Um, I wonder if there's a book on them or something that's coming out. I haven't been paying attention to that. I'm I've sure been reading some of that stuff. But um, anyways, uh, so enough about the depressing state of the game right now. I, I actually honestly don't think that the game itself is in a terrible state. I think that, I think that there could be a little bit more going on and that's, that's about it for me. Um, you know, but this game is a lot of fun and uh, we did have grand arena this week, which makes the game even more fun. Solo, how'd you do? Uh, I'm at 3-0 so far since the last time we recorded a podcast. I am now in the championship uh, for, you know, this three-match set, which is, it is. Um, luckily, I'm still on a complete pace for Kyber. Uh, you know, to do it safely, I kind of have to win out. Um, but um, I- I'm right there, so... Hopefully we can bring it home and finish with the fancy blue border. Uh, You know, the one thing that I've noticed this past week is I've gotten so good at fighting General Grievous teams that I'm even going up against R6, R7, B1s and, you know, the R7 uh, Grievous. And I'm still coming out of this with 60 banners. So if there's one thing to talk about in the past three matches, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I've, you know, I've got it down and that always worries me because if I'm getting it down, that means my opponents are getting it down as well. But it's nice that I'm, I've at least got it down. You know, and I've been doing pretty well against Grievous myself. Um, I think that the biggest wrinkle for me is um, now people are starting to put Watt on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what changes it? Um, but honestly, Droidica scares me more than Watt. Because we talked about a few podcasts ago where I brought my Jolie up to R4, basically, that so he can survive anything that Grievous dishes out. Um, and then just revive my whole team and finish with 60 banners unfortunately droidica if he has a couple of relic levels on him and he has you know five or six stacks on top of him he can take out jolie in one shot um 
So Watt is annoying, but I'm more scared of Droidica at this point when I face a Grievous team. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, he's um, he could be really frustrating. I mean, a, a lot of different things in that fifth slot can be frustrating. Um, last night I fought against a General Grievous team with, um, I think it was Relic 7 on Grievous. It, it was high level, um, a high level Relic on V1 and... Who else? There was one other one that had a high relic level. Um, it was just a standard Grievous team, but they had a huge amount of damage, and I had to revive a couple times with Jolie. So, I don't know. I'm glad that you've got it figured out. I've been kind of struggling, personally. <laughs> the, the answer is four relic levels on Jolie. <laughs> well, and that's, that's... and that's the only reason I won, actually, last, last round, um, last match. It was against was with my relic for Jolie, so. Right. Um, I've had a bunch of people ask me, you know, what's some advice on facing Grievous teams? I tell them, make your Jolie survive. And uh, everybody, and I had the same reaction when I first thought of it, says, but I don't want to. Uh, you know, most people hate Jolie because he was so annoying for a year. Um, but doing it will completely change your team. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so good. I mean, higher gear levels, it sounds so dumb because it's like he's already so resilient, but just keep stacking on that resilience, those relic levels. It's, you know, he's kind of a boring character to play, but uh, the utility he adds to that unit is outstanding. So what was your hardest match last week? Uh, that's, you know, I'll be honest. I really didn't fight an extremely hard one. Um, it, it seems like every round in the past week I've faced an Old Republic, Bosk, Bounty Hunter, and First Order team. Oh, that's a and dream. So, yeah, you see all three of those on defense, and... All three times, I didn't have to fight Darth Revan on defense. So, all three times, Malik soloed the Old Republic team for 64. I had CLS solo the First Order team for 62. And then JTR would easily clean up the Bounty Hunter team. And so, I really didn't have a hard matchup. Uh, the most interesting one is probably... Uh, somebody tried to go, I would say, 75% offense against me. You know, he placed Night Sisters, placed General Grievous. Sort of the token, um, you know, quote-unquote meta teams right. on defense. And, and he, yeah, and he placed the Geo team. And then in the back was, well, Bounty Hunter, First Order, Old Republic, and a weak Ewok squad. So I ended up finishing... Five points off perfect with a 19-15. And since he had so much for saved for offense, I was a little worried that that wasn't going to hold up. But he ended up finishing with only 19.05. Well, you know, and I always get nervous about people taking a ton of uh, offensive teams, you know, saving a lot of them. But I think that what I, what I found is 
when people save all of their offensive teams, it's born out of insecurity. Like they can't necessarily beat the teams that they're trying to counter, um, you know, on their first tries. And so they have to bring more teams to be able to get a full clear. Yeah. I mean, that is it. But ironically, a lot of the teams that they end up saving are, they might be able to counter a team, but they're not good for Grand Arena. And so they still end up losing banners anyway. Right. Well, I, you know, and in, in my matches this week, um, they, there was a guy who I failed an attack against, um, I think just due to user error, but um, I need to do the math on that actually, because it's, it's Imperial Troopers and it's not a counter that's apparently completely um, legit for me so far. It's not truth for me, but um, I failed that attack and then I saw my opponent failed zero attacks on me and I still won by, by like five banners or something, you know, and they failed no zero attacks at it. Right. They were just inefficient. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the name of the game when we're in grand arena. Uh, I actually just had this talk with somebody earlier today. They lost by seven banners and you know, so I tried explaining to him. They place their Darth Revan on defense. They use Grievous on offense. So I said, "Well, how many banners do you usually get with Grievous? Fifty-five. Well, that's because he's hurting his own team and stealing protection from him. And your only real, you know, protection regen is from the B one, which is just limited to only his turn. It's not, you know, an automatic regen." Um, like bounty hunters applying debuffs, etc. Right. But so he he basically lost this battle because just because of the teams he brought on offense, he got the wins. But by bringing Grievous and um, some of the other teams that he chose, despite winning all of his battles, he gets the loss just because of bringing the wrong teams. Well, yeah, I, so so people take Jawas as a counter to Geonosians, right? And it, it's consistent and it, it works. It It's fine. Um, you know, if people want to do that, that's fine. And so I've been questioned before, like people say, oh, well, he, he used Jawas against you. He even told you he used, he used Jawas against you. Why didn't you look at his roster beforehand? And, you know, usually it's my answer is like, well, I I do actually check rosters every time just to see what kind of things to expect. But I actually, if I see Jawas available, like I put my Geonosians up front a lot of times, like I'm, I'm <laughs> good with, if they want to spend 13 banners to beat my Geonosians, I mean, that's pretty close to a defensive win regardless. So if they want to use the Jawas there, like I'm good with that. They're, they're great for territory wars like that. That's actually a legitimate strategy for territory wars. But Grand Arena, I don't feel like, you know, if you're desperate, sure, use your Jawas. But otherwise, why would you do that to yourself? That's a huge disparity in points just for countering one squad that can be countered by any number of squads. Right. You know, I, I've noticed that to be safe in a win, you have to score roughly 1910 points. I've lost, you know, a 1912 to 1911 round before. Um, but generally, in most battles, if you score 1910 or higher, 
you can generally get the win. If you use Jawas against Geos, you're likely already down to 1907. Right. So I, I, I don't see the benefit of using Jawas. Like you said, Territory War, fantastic. Go ahead, use the Jawas. That way you can use your Treyas for whatever other team needs Treya because every team needs Treya to counter. Um, but for Grand Arena, it, it really does come down to team selection, and I don't think Jawas is the team that you should use. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, desperation mode, they're great to have. But um, <laughs> so... So people are like, well, why would you do that? You just gave them a free win. It's like my defense isn't really designed to get, you know, to prevent someone from full clearing me. Like they're going to full clear me, especially in my bracket. Like my opponents always have teams in excess to be able to clear me. I shouldn't say always. Actually, my last round, they didn't full clear me, but that's like an outlier. Like mostly people clear me and the whole thing, the whole strategy i have is to make them spend banners and so if someone wants to just hemorrhage banners on my geonosians with jawas it's like that's exactly the kind of matchup i want it's like please next please use night sisters so i get another five points uh off of you and then please use general grievous so i get another five <laughs> you know, right. that's, so that's my whole thing for, for my own rounds i i ended up going three and oh this week and um so I'm, I'm actually undefeated so far. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, all of those superstitious uh, things. And um, so I'm 8-0 currently. And it's been, it's been a pretty cool uh, trip so far. I've had a lot of interesting opportunities to face um, some really good teams. Uh, I've, I fought against a General Grievous with Watt team, which didn't go so well. I had to use a couple teams to finish that off. Um, I had to fight last round. I had to fight a gear 12 general Skywalker. And how'd that go? Uh, thanks for asking solo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a good uh, fight. Uh, he's tough to beat even a gear 12. Like I was really nervous because his profile said he was relic five, you know, so he's clearly upgraded him since uh, Grand Arena lock and gear 12 was enough though. Like I, I threw commander Luke in there against him. Um, I managed to kill all the clones with commander Luke and then he just tore my team apart. Um, and then I threw Phoenix in there just to give him an extra, uh, defensive count. And then, um, I had the luxury, my opponent had put him on the back wall and I had the luxury of seeing all the different teams that, uh, I had to face. And so the team I ended up using my Darth Revan against didn't need uh, Malak. So I just took Rogue One randomly with Malak. And uh, Malak just finished him off. Like, it, it wasn't that close. Like, really, if it's just General Anakin versus Malak, I don't know for sure, but it seems like Malak probably wins most of those matches just because every time Anakin hits him, he gets feared. And then Malak gets to kind of just do what he wants to him yeah I, i've done a lot of testing in arena uh of you know the clones led by anakin against darth revan teams and fear is so annoying <laughs> on that team i'm sure once uh general skywalker's r7 
uh, like the Maliks he's facing, it, it's going to be no real issue. But I can tell you, a five-star G11, if or when uh, Anakin gets feared, it, mm. it kind of ends the game. Yeah, I, I think that Malak, Malak still poses huge issues for other teams. And I'm actually glad. Like, I don't want him to be negated yet. Well, I don't want there to just not be a good counter to uh, seven-star General Anakin. Um, you know, health of the game-wise... You need there to be counters, even if they're soft counters, you know, a win 80% of the time type counter. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, and if I have to two shot a general Anakin squad, I guess I have to two shot them for a while. Um, you know, arena is going to be a different matter. Like you say, you need some kind of a counter there as well. Um, but, but yeah, I, I had to fight that guy. He was tough. Um, I also put BB eight on defense with my general grievous and then my opponent got 58 banners on me and i was like well that was dumb like you know and, and then my jedi training ray team was like there was a legitimately really close really awful um match between jedi training ray and uh zeta mall because i didn't have bb8 uh, <laughs> on her team so um like almost lost that match. I, I think I did end up losing Finn. Like Droidica was on that team too. It was a pretty interesting squad because everything was stealthed, including Droidica because Dooku was there too. Well, it, and it would have <laughs> been a total non-factor if I'd had BB-8. And, and so then my opponent went 58 banners on my General Grievous. I was like, okay, experiment over, you know. I went full retard and that was, that. Right. Yeah, like I almost didn't survive. So... Um, but then lo and behold, my opponent, after I talked to him and he's like, oh yeah, I'll tell you about my attacks. He's like, if you had had your relic level on general grievous higher, cause mine is only one right now, which is, it's actually three now after I had talked to him and it'll be higher soon. But, um, if it had been higher, you would have absolutely <laughs> won that match. Like countering, countering grievous with BB eight is super problematic or yeah, the Grievous team with VB8 on it is super problematic for Jedi Knight Revan. So something I'm going to be thinking about. I don't know how I'll replace the Jedi Training Ray team because that team is really good on offense against B-level teams. Right. That That's my problem. You know, we've talked about it a couple times. I want to run the Suicide Droid team and then split off the B1, B2, and Magna um to a new Watt team or some other team. The problem, the biggest problem with doing that is I lose JTR and that team is just too important to me right now on offense. Right. Well, well I, I, it was like, okay, so who do I counter this mall team with? Do I take my gear 12 fully Zated and decently modded Phoenix? Or do I take a totally nerfed, awful Jedi training Ray team? And I ended up taking Jedi Training Ray anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have no confidence in Phoenix actually filling that void. Like, in spot circumstances, sure. Like, I could probably beat most Phoenix mirror matches, you know. Um, you know, beat most old right. Republic teams, stuff like that. But being able to, I, I have no confidence. Like, 
Jedi Training Ray, I, I use it as a nest counter. Like I fought against a Relic 3 nest the other day in Grand Arena, and it was no problem, like max banners against it because, you know, tenacity down and you get a stun and daze and you just control the situation. You can lower her um, her turn meter as much as you want while you heal up. And then when you're all healed up, then you take her down chunk by chunk. Like it's not an issue. Right. Yeah. I, JTR is my go-to Django nest team uh, counter just and with JTR I mean you get down to just nest and if you have full health and protection you can literally just hit auto basic and win Um, as long as you know your JTR team is geared up a little bit but it's that simple it's not like it's some complicated uh, you know, maneuvers that you have to hope for good RNG. It's literally just hit auto basic and you're kind of good to go. Yeah, it's it's not hard. And so so I I don't know how I'm going to replace it. You know, maybe we should start a petition uh, for the devs to, re, um, to rework wigs. <laughs> you know, get, get them back in the mix. Add portents to the game and have it, uh, you know, a trio. <laughs> I would love that. I've got a problem here. Could be one of the boobs. <laughs> I'm down with that, actually. That would be really fun. Yeah. Um, but until that happens, um, we're we're stuck with debating whether Jedi Training Ray is worth anything at all under under the current, <laughs> um, you know, without BB-8. Like BB-8 is somehow like the man behind the curtain. So. Oh yeah, he's clearly the most important. He's so good. I don't know how they made designed such a good character. Uh, like he, all he does is spam his one special, and then when he gets ability blocked, he goes in with his little taser and applies tenacity down so that you could stun him or stun whoever you're going up against. Yeah, I love this. I do love this game in terms of like the character de- design. I know that a lot of people they've received a lot of criticism over like these really huge, long, ridiculous kits, and you know I I get that. I I can legitimately say that even though I use Darth Revan like five times a day, I don't know all his entire kit still. But, but you know I still win with him. I, I know enough. But what I love, I love some of these characters. Oh, yeah. Like B1 is so well designed. It's it's he's so he's so interesting. Like and it's so. Uh, so consistent with right. the, how he yeah, is. They, in the yeah, movie. The, they did fantastic with the B one design. Uh, like with all of them, really. I'm. I don't know. They they've done a good job of making this game pretty well balanced. And even though, even though they do, you know, push the meta and the kits kind of get ridiculous. Um, I don't know. The the fact is, RJT Jedi Training Ray is um, still relevant after two years. So, yeah, she's not meta necessarily, but she could beat a lot of meta teams. Anyways, that's that's all I have to say about that, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're we're both doing really well in this Grand Arena format, and I I really like five v five. You know, that's the classic version. But pretty soon we're going to be getting um, the new round of Grand Arena, and it's going to have ships. It's going to have three v three, and I don't know how well documented your hate and loathing of 3v3 is on this podcast, but with me, you know, I'm well aware of, I'm well aware of your disgust. But um, that being said, 
what kind of things are you thinking about uh, for our, our next Grand Arena round? Like, we're going to have a lot of new stuff. Like, what what kind of things are you thinking about? Uh, <laughs> well, thinking about throwing my phone if it's 3v3 next time. Uh, I can tell you that. That'll be fun. <laughs> well, not for my phone. Um, you know, I, I think we have... I'm going to be glad to see ships come back in it. I hope that they do something about the lost banner of if you're using Kenobi, just because it's basically, it's impossible to have a seven star Kenobi at this point. So I don't want to have to put Kenobi on defense just because using him on offense will lose you a, a full banner. Um, I am excited for ships though, because now we have a couple of teams that work. You know, you can use the Millennium Falcon Rebels. You can use the Kenobi um, team. Everybody at this point has uh, Geos geared up. So the Geos have actually turned into, again, a strong fleet. Even if they might not be able to beat a Kenobi team, they're still a strong fleet if you put them down on defense or use them to clean up. So... I'm actually looking forward to that because last time we had ships, it was just Millennium Falcon, basically. And you kept Falcon for offense. That way you could clear the, your opponent's whatever B team they put down. So there should be some strategy at this point. There should. I'm not looking forward to that, though. Um, you know, normally <laughs> I like the strategy, of course, but I don't like the ship's meta right now, the state of the meta. Um you know the the new ship negotiator is is pretty interesting it's cool it's good um it's also so inconsistent for me to be able to counter like even the really strong uh, akbar teams like i can i can just wipe the floor five times in a row with against akbar teams uh, you know against the top guy on my shard and everything and then and then right. the next day i go in do the exact same moves and lose like three times in a row, you know, and the same goes with millennium Falcon. Like I can use the Falcon to be able to counter negotiator, but it's not consistent. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, you know, <laughs> I've been saying consistently for the past week that I hate my ship shard just because everybody's getting R seven fleets. Um, you know, Kenobi, Anakin fives and Ahsoka, and they're making me put all my focus on my fleet. So I'm actually going to have my entire fleet arena R7 before I have my ground arena R7. Um, Which seems so crazy. And I'm not looking forward to that part of it when we hit grand arena. Because if my fleet chart is doing it, other fleet charts are doing it. And Kenobi going first with Sunfac as a first reinforcement is just ridiculous to have to counter. Um, it, it becomes ridiculously hard just because you're stuck behind that Sunfac taunt and have used your buff immunity on the Houndstooth that they had in their starting lineup, and you're basically stuck behind a double taunt for a long time. Um Interestingly enough, the Millennium Falcon counters it better than a slower Kenobi fleet. I learned that today. Um, 
but I'm not looking forward to that when we get into Grand Arena. Yeah, me either. You know what I'm looking forward to? Uh, I don't. I'm not looking forward to the ships at all, at, at all. But I am looking forward to three v three, and I know that you don't really like it solo. Um, so I won't even make you talk about it. I'll just talk about it for a minute. And we can move on. Um, I don't want to cause physical pain. So um, I love three v three because it kind of unlocks a lot of teams that you can normally you're normally not going to be able to run or see like right now i know that some people have have found some success running bastila um, as their her own separate squad and then using a kind of less ideal jedi uh night revan and you know as his own team and and i get that that's that's fine i I don't like to do that because I need the full strength to be able to take out General Grievous, and I see General Grievous every single five v five match. In three v three, though, you can't take Bastila with Jedi Revan; like it just doesn't work. You you have to take Grandmaster Yoda, and then you take Jolie, or you take someone else. I I don't know. Like Bastila doesn't really fit in three v three with him, so she becomes her own leader, like legitimately, and you don't feel. Like she should vaguely like be on some other team. Um, you also see a, a few other interesting combinations. Like one of my favorite teams before they stopped doing three v three was I, I had Thrawn lead with Krennic and Death Trooper, and that team won me a lot of matches. Like they, I could take out a lot of different teams with it. And you know maybe some of that was that I erroneously put the death trooper zeta on him at one point a long time ago and um you know that that might have something to do with it but the fact is like that's a really interesting team and you barely ever see krennic in any circumstance in 5v5 and so you know if though for those of us who have kind of a bigger roster to flex and a little bit of like kind of creativity to be able to problem solve what kind of squads we want to take down i really think that that's the game mode that really lends itself to um, to that style of play. And so I'm excited for 3v3. That'll be good. And we can move on now so Solo doesn't have to contemplate how wrong his opinion on 3v3 is. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, um, you know, speaking of teams that we never see or tunes that we never see, like, in 3v3, we get to use Acolyte on our Night Sisters team because we can make three or we can make two Night Sisters teams. And, um, you know, that's that's exciting. But what's also exciting is that Solo has just completely, I, I think he might somehow, I don't know, hate Geonosians to some degree because it's like every week we talk about a new counter to Geonosians and. Solo has a new one for us. He's been using Night Sisters to counter Geos. So, could you talk a little bit about that, Solo? Since I don't know anything about that matchup really, other than Talzin is finally useful. The superior lead, yes. Um, well, the reason I'm constantly looking for counters to Geos is because as more teams come out in this game, um, you know, Treya ends up being the counter to them. And so having Treya or having to reserve Treya just for the Geos becomes a problem when you're trying to counter other teams. So 
I'm constantly trying to find ways to free up Treya so that I can counter, you know, the clone team that's put down or some ridiculous nest team or pick a team and Treya can counter them um, or Padme team, you know, so you can't do that if they're stuck with Geos. So instead, <laughs> you know, I talked about the Watt team that can counter Geos. Well, Recently, um, I ran into some bad luck with Treya because I was going up against High Relic Geos. Uh, I was winning, but I was only getting 48, 49 banners. Then I used the Watt team, and those battles are taking four to four and a half minutes. So I'm still using that Watt team in our Territory Wars to beat Geos to help clear, clear that section and save some Treyas. Um, but for Grand Arena, I needed something safer. And so that safer team was Night Sisters. Um, it's under a Talzin lead. The full team is Talzin, Asajj, Daka, Spirit, and Zombie. So it's your fairly standard team. But for some reason, however this game is coded, the Geos will only attack Spirit or Zombie. Every once in a while, there'll be a stray attack um, against one of the other members, usually when Spirit has been killed off. But they almost solely attack Spirit, which sounds like it would be annoying, but it's actually fantastic for you because most of the damage being done is from spirit dying a ton of times. And what's happening is you're charging up Asajj with her unique so that she just starts doing massive AOE damage. Um, at the same time, you know, Daka is there to rev revive spirit. Every time spirit dies, um, Daka is also stunning a bunch of geos. So their attacks are becoming a little weaker because only four of them are attacking as opposed to the full six on the team. Um, I haven't lost with Night Sisters yet. I will say I do have a Relic level four Asajj. I do have a Relic uh, on Daka to give her a little extra survivability as well. Um, I did that before trying this counter, so I honestly don't know how much they're needed because, like I said, the focus is almost completely on spirit. But I've been doing this for two weeks now, and I haven't I haven't lost a geo mission or a geo uh, attack yet with Night Sisters, and I've never scored less than fifty five banners. So we were talking earlier about no protection regen. And kind of losing five banners isn't a good thing. But considering I was getting 48 or 49 when I was using Treya because the Geos were taking somebody out, usually taking Scion out with Spy, you know, hitting for 100k on a crit, um, getting 55 banners is much better than the 48. So if you're struggling with Geos, or you're looking to save Treya for somebody else because you're having trouble countering a team, Night Sisters have turned into a fairly easy win for me. Yeah, that's that's really awesome, actually. I've 
I've been considering using Night Sisters on offense too, um, just because it seems like they never get holds. Even though I have Gear 13 on all of them, I have a couple Relic levels. Um, they people just have counters to them at this point, and you know, in some way, in some cases, they're kind of liabilities. Um, you know, if, if people are, have really strong Imperial Troopers, for example, you know, you can just it's such a bad trade um, to put nice sisters down. You know, I know because I do that a lot of times, but uh, what, what squad did you put on defense to replace them out of curiosity? I don't remember. I think you told me. Uh, well, for right now, it's the general Anakin clones. I put them on defense. You know, that'll change once Anakin's start up and I'm using them on offense. But for now, uh, Anakin and clones replace the Night Sisters, which I actually think is a much better team on defense at this point, anyway. So I, I think I honestly upgraded both defense and offense at the same time. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, the the general Anakin squads are uh, not necessarily going to uh, be able to recharge their protection anyway, so they're going to be down points in that regard, regardless. So. Um, yeah, I think that that's a pretty good trade. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And then, yeah, I, I actually, this this last Territory War, I've actually, the last two Territory Wars, I've killed a Geonosian squad using my clones with Shock T as their lead. Oh, nice. But Yeah, I could see that making sense. You know, it would have worked a lot better if I didn't, like, I had Shock T do her mass assist, and they just killed off the Geonosian Brute. Instead oh, of, yeah. like, if I could just bring him down to, like, two health, and then they had to equalize, that the fight would have gone much smoother. But, like, they did too well and killed him off, and that didn't actually affect their health pool because then the alpha just resummoned him. So, it, but it, it did work. I did have to focus down uh, lower gear squads. So, you know, that's the caveat, is I don't think that it would necessarily scale super well if all the geos were Relic 7 and... The clones were all Relic 7. I, mean, I don't know, but that's just my random observation. That's not part of the counter of the week, guys. That's just Zareth rambling. The the classic Zareth ramble. So um, anyways, uh, let's move on to alt discussion, our alt life. How'd you do this week with your alt in Grand Arena? I know you're still messing around with that. Yeah, I... Um... You know, on this account, because the mods aren't as good and I don't have nearly as many Zetas, I average going 2-1 and one, um, and have lived up to that average again this week. So, uh, you know, I'm right there. I'm not, I'm not going to make Kyber with it. I'm not going to be far off because I'll only have four losses and I full clear every time. But... Um, Except for one time, uh, last the last round, I, I went up against a General Grievous team, and I have no clue what happened. Um, I don't know if my anybody on my Jedi Knight Revan team got more than two turns, uh, and the entire team was dead, and it was my alt, and I just didn't care. So I was like, and my opponent had full cleared me, so I was like. I'm not going to spend another 20 minutes here. So you just like walked away. <laughs> I just, I, I, it was impossible for me to win. So I just walked away. It's a, 
it's my alt. It's not my main account. I didn't. I wasn't too worried about it. It makes me happy in my heart that you just walked away, and the guy was just like probably stressed all the way till you know the till the close. He's like, "What's going to happen?" Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. Um. Yeah my my alt went three and zero. I actually I I almost did the same. Some I keep running into these guys at two million GP who have uh, both Jedi Revan and Darth Revan, and they're both like completely geared and just really good squads. Um, and so I faced this guy and they, these guys always put both, both of those squads on defense for some reason. They're like, Oh, this will be fun. Like I'll get all the defenses. And then all I have to do is beat one, one easy squad. And I win. Ha ha. And it, <laughs> like, so against that guy, I, I like, I, I couldn't be both of them. Like I, it wasn't possible, but he like, he couldn't beat my Emperor Palpatine team. Like he tried three times and failed. And so all I had to do, I just walked in and just like he had, he'd kind of put his Darth Revan team a little bit, uh, distributed a little strange. He didn't have, he didn't have Malik. And so I just took uh, CLS and it was kind of messy, but it got the job done. Like gear 12 CLS beats gear 13 Malik, apparently if, or not Malik, but Revan um, in the right circumstances. So I beat that and then I, you know, it's, it's 2 million GP. So there's only um, five total squads you have to counter. So then uh, the back squad was like nothing. And I was able to get an undersized win against that. And uh, then I pushed over the other squad that was, that was next to the Jedi Revan squad in the front and I got the win. So I don't know. I, I almost walked away from that one. I was like, I don't need this nonsense. And, and then I decided, no, this guy brought nonsense. And so I'm going to beat him if I can. So, uh, yeah, it, it, he annoyed me on some level. I didn't know I had, um, and, and with that news though, so I, I went three and zero this week. I'm also probably going to retire my, my alt. I've made that decision. It's just taking too much time. Um, yep. I know that feeling. Yeah, You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. The alt is great uh it's it's been finding a lot of success i feel like i've been farming the right things and i'm on the trajectory to succeed but i'm i'm just done i i spend anything you have to spend over half an hour doing in a day is probably too much if that's not your main focus and my main account is my main focus obviously and i've been doing all this youtube and podcast stuff i just i don't know i don't have time to spend four hours a week on an alt right now so i get it i completely get yeah. it lots of fun so i know that a few people will be disappointed they like my my alt grand arena videos and i'll still do those for this uh season that i'm in right now i don't know when but i'm recording still so you'll get to see those and then i will lay my alt to rest in some graveyard of a guild um so yeah that's that's my alt um solo what are you doing to get ready for this next grand arena match like our last week the the ultimate week the one that we can make kyber oh god i'm finally done with getting um echo to relic level seven um uh, it took it, it took over a week to get him up there it, it, it honestly feels like it's taken me a year to do it um but finally, about an hour ago, 
I applied the final uh, pieces. He's now Relic level 7. Uh, I also, and you're going to laugh at me at this one, but I got Finn to G13, and I'm going to try and get him up to Relic level 3 or 4 fairly quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will laugh at you. <laughs> but you're going to get good raid results at yeah. least. Uh, that Well, that's exactly what it's for. I don't want to hit the raid every phase. And so I'd like to get, you know, 10 million in uh, P1 and then get another 10 million in P2. And then I can stop hitting the raid because 20 million is going to be enough for the top 10. Um, and so... <laughs> Finn was done solely for that. Now that I have him a G13, though, I will likely start using him in Grand Arena. He'll replace Scavray. Um, Makes sense. Give a little extra survivability. You know, with the, with the G13, and he's Relic Level 1 at the moment, he's up over 110,000 uh, health and protection which is, I think, double what Scavray wow. is right now. So he should be able to survive the Dengar um, thermal detonators a little better than Ray can. That's true. Yeah, I, I like Finn a lot, I won't lie. Um, you know, on that team, he also gives an element of protection regeneration on that team, which is great. It doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my account and my preparation. Um what have you been doing to prepare for Grand Arena this week? You know, uh, all my focus for everything right now has just been on trying to get General Skywalker up to up to gear 11. And, you know, I had to use all my extra Chirotech pieces and stuff to upgrade characters for that event. And I had to use one of my Zetas on Droidica and all, all this stuff, all this preparation. And it's, it's fine. Um, I don't regret having spent all those because I did unlock him uh but that being said hey he wasn't ready like he was gear nine at lock this time and that's not usable really so i've been just farming chirotech like crazy um putting zetas on him and then you know uh for my relic focus i've, I've actually just stockpiled a ton of materials for it i haven't really done much with it uh, that that did change just earlier today when um my opponent told me that if my General Grievous was higher relic level, that he would have lost to it with his Jedi Knight Revan. And so he's he's relic three now. Um, he'll probably be up to five soonish. Um, I would love to get gear 13 onto Jingo before next lock, but I kind of don't think that's going to happen. And then I've been stockpiling all these relic mats. Um, I don't want I don't want Grievous to take all of those, so I'm going to give some of them to clones soon um you know and I, i've seen some videos recently where people have just been getting owned by clones th that aren't even with skywalker like at the higher relic levels they are just such a pita to try to take out oh god yeah my i can tell you with echo at r7 um he's doing over 10k special damage it's actually around 10,800 when i have the mod set on him that I plan on actually using. Um, and he, he just, 
he melts people. He'll he'll be called for an assist, do a crit, and the Toonie hits just disappears when they were at full health and protection. It's it's actually a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. You said that he was doing ten thousand damage, and what I think you meant was uh, ten thousand offensive, not like offense yeah. number, but um, stat yeah, special offense. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> take it only takes like four hits to kill my scavre at gear eleven. So <laughs> he is just totally melting people. Well done. <laughs> no, I'm sure it would only take three to kill her. She's easy. <laughs> um. No, that I'm I'm really excited. My only reluctance to put putting relics on Echo is he's not linked to a ship. Like I I need to uh, put relics on ships, and that's annoying to me. <laughs> it's really frustrating. In yes. fact, yes, it almost makes me want to spend a hundred dollars on relics, but I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, if only I had the money to spend. Indeed. Um, otherwise. I'm just, I'm also probably going to do a pretty big remod on Nice Sister Spirit, give her a really strong offense set. Maybe it'll probably slow her down a tiny bit, but give her all those extra offensive numbers that she would like. She's already at Relic 4, so may as well be taking advantage of that. Um, and then I'll also probably speed Bosk up. I've been resisting putting a speed set on him, but... You know, one of the feed, some of the feedback I got this week was that my Bosk is too slow and that it's easily counterable. And I get that. I haven't really messed with their speeds to make Bosk unreasonably fast. So um, Project Unreasonably Fast Bosk is underway. Now that he's re he's Relic 3 now. So, you know, now that he's now that he's actually gear 13, I feel like it's reasonable to restructure his focus. He's already pretty resilient on his own from the Relic levels. So. Well, that means, you know, you have to get your Bosk faster than your star. <sighs> I think. <laughs> Making it so your bounty hunter team could beat your uh, trooper team. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. But, <laughs> no, I I would like to be able to deter all but the very fastest of Starks, though. You know, if I can not be countered yeah. by troopers, that'll be great. Um. And I think that brings us toward the end here. Um, Solo, you can talk just a little bit about the different things that we have, uh, the different resources that we have available for people that will hopefully increase win count and the, and the like. <laughs> uh, you know, the first resource is uh, our YouTube videos. I try and make uh, videos that are specifically you know, oriented towards a certain goal. So uh, showing you how Watt can beat Geos, or I have all the footage recorded for the Night Sisters beating Geos. It's just finding five minutes to sit down and actually make a video. Um, Zareth does the same type of videos. On top of that, he records all of his Grand Arena battles, which is actually extremely useful because you can see how he approaches, just approaches the game and the round as opposed to just a simple X counters Y. You kind of get the explanation of why X is used when X, Z, and W counter Y at the same time. Um, 
if you're looking for just a counter sheet, we have that as well. The counter sheet's fantastic because it'll tell you the five members on the team that we faced. It'll tell you the five members on the team if we used five uh, that we used to kill a team. And then most importantly, it's going to have a link to the right of it, which is a link directly to the fight itself. So you can see how the fight went. You can see kind of the strategy used, um, what the kill order was, what the turn order was, and what moves we used. And you can see how successful that was. And if you want to try and use your team to counter the team you're up against. Finally, we have a Discord channel um, where it's basically just talk about Grand Arena and Territory Wars and what's going on with that and how to improve in both. Now, all three things that we I talked about here, we're going to have links down below. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, if you go to YouTube and you search for either me which would be S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5, or you search for Zareth, which is X-A-E-R-E-T-H, you will find one of our videos, uh, and in the video will be the links to everything as well, and that will help you get to the counter sheet and the Discord. So with that said, I think it's uh, time for an awkward goodbye, Zareth. Might be. <laughs> so... Uh, have a good week, everyone. And remember, Solo is always right. And remember that in all things, Zareth prevails. See you next week, guys. And girls. <laughs>